Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome back to the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. We are at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center after day number three of training camp for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's Jeremy Birmingham, Tim May, Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. So still no pads, still no live hitting, but uh, we got to watch four or five more periods and then talk to Kerry Combs, uh, second year now defensive coordinator for the Buckeyes and four or five top, top group of cornerbacks for him is that BIA unit trying to reclaim their glory. Cameron Brown, by the way, one of those guys, he was, Spencer wrote about him being on a pitch count, but some of those reps he got uh, were when the media was out there, two PBUs, back-to-back plays, really the highlight of something that we got to watch. So I say that only to kick it off, Berm, as, as one of the few guys that we got to talk to and watch, he's someone that you can't forget about as being that second corner. Fully healthy Cam Brown really helps the Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, he might have been the second corner a year ago uh, if he would have been healthy for the whole year, getting hurt in game two against Penn State. Really threw everything that Ohio State had planned in the secondary out the window. And it's great to see him back. It's great to see Seven Banks back healthy after missing the spring. And and really what you what I got out of these guys today and talking to them was just an increased confidence and, and really believing that a, a year under their belt, a normal year under their belt, uh, that guys just feel a lot better about the direction of the secondary and not just because they're healthy, but also maybe the way Matt Barnes teaches a little bit is is uh, playing a part in that. He teaches a little bit different than Kerry Combs. Combs can focus more on the on the full defense, and Matt Barnes has really made a great connection with these corners. The energy giver, Kerry Combs. And then he as he you know, Kerry Combs actually talked about that, Spencer, when we were over there, you know, that Matt Barnes can be a little bit more of that detail-oriented guy. We saw a little bit of that in the spring where Kerry Combs could go watch Larry Johnson, go deal with Al Washington and, and talk about those units. And he didn't have to be solely focused in the secondary. 
he talked about the benefit for that. But in the end of the day, when it comes to cornerback play and getting first-round picks, that's still going to wind up falling on Kerry Combs' shoulders. He's going to be the one that people are looking to for credit uh, or blame. Yeah, and I asked Seven Banks. I said, you like having Kerry around. Is it good to have him for a full offseason finally? Because I don't think Seven Banks has, has ever had him for a full offseason. He said, yeah, it's great. It's great to learn from him. And then I followed that up with, what about Matt Barnes? And he's like, it's always good to get two opinions. So not only do you have this cornerback guru, I would call him, and Kerry Combs, yeah. now you get a second opinion. You get a second voice, a new voice, uh, maybe a a younger voice in, in Matt Barnes to really help you decide what's correct, what, what you're doing wrong. And if you hear the same thing from both guys, it's always a good thing. So I think the way that they set up this defense to have Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes in these guys' ears and really teaching them the way that, that both of them see things through the film, I think that's only going to be beneficial for these corners moving forward. We have four voices on this show. Collaboration leads to cor- corroboration. I've never gone without saying a word. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to be more, uh, I don't know, more confident in my abilities and uh, a little bit uh, conservative. Go ahead now. You're in. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, but people forget, you know, and I understand fans, and I understand even sports writers. I've been one for a long time. <laughs> I hope no, you understand us. For that team last year, they replaced replacing key players in that secondary. <laughs> there was no spring. There was no preseason camp that you would call a preseason camp. And uh, and it was hully gully from the get-go. And then you lose some guys just injury-wise and stuff. It was never going to be a finished product ever last year. Too bad that the final game of the year, they're going against the Heisman Trophy winner and maybe the most accurate quarterback Alabama's ever put on the field, just carved up and people forget about the previous game against uh, Clemson. But, man, when you look in the eyes of Cam Brown right now, the confidence – He's playing with after coming back from that Achilles. And when you hear Quinn Temple call your name on the loudspeaker out here in practice, ladies and gentlemen, it's a big deal. Uh, but then Seven Banks, you can see the the confidence he's exuding right now, even though he missed most of spring with a with an injury. He's coming back. And, you know, and my favorite guy, I know we're just talking about the, the corners, but the guy I'm looking forward to seeing really let it all hang out this year. Uh, we haven't got to talk to you yet. Is Josh Proctor at safety because that changes everything. And uh, and as Seven Banks said when you asked him the question, you know, having big time ends coming off the edge and maybe a slew of them with Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, uh, Javante, John Baptiste, and the the two freshmen, J.K. Tuimoloau and Jack Sawyer. What does that lead to? He said it in one word: picks. 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 So he said it a couple of times. There, after there that. is a confidence right now with his defense that I don't think was here a year ago. And and really, I mean, when we left on Wednesday, Tim, you you were, you had a little bit of doubt about you about Cameron Brown because you know, the, the pitch count. Yeah, because because we didn't know fully what the pitch count was like, how quickly could he get back to full speed, and, and it, he's not, let's say, one hundred and ten percent at this yeah. moment. But yeah, but today, you have a month to get yeah. ready, and he looked really good out there. And today, not only did you hear his name, you got to watch him yeah. do it. I mean, there was an explosion. Here's an explosion there. That means confidence in your Achilles. I mean, that means all kinds of things. And, you know, really, you're going to give up passes in modern college football to everybody. <clears throat> but to have a guy that can explode to the ball and make a play for you in a key moment, that's what it's all about, even at Ohio State defensively. And I think they've got that coming around. I have never, Berm, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I want to close the book on Cam Brown because I've never in six years now heard any Ohio State coaches or teammates talk about DeMario McCall the way that we heard today. Yeah. Now, uh, we've talked about DeMario a lot. I've been critical of some of his play and explained why he might not have been a good fit at wide receiver or kickoff return in the spring. I was certainly skeptical of this move. Uh, over the corner 
physically it just you know didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah. and it almost seemed like hey this is your last chance yeah. like and if you don't think you can do it there's the door uh but he talked all about that decision his his thought process why he's back and then every Kerry combs just absolute just flat out said he's gonna play so remember two years ago when we were out here in fall camp and uh damon arnett came out onto the indoor for the first time and we all kind of had this expectation of how that interview was going to go and then he started to talk and opened up about everything that he's had to deal with and all of the the struggles and the changes and the adversity and we all left that media availability going wow that was way different than i thought and that's how i'm feeling about demario mccall today that was a very mature uh discussion the kid really talked a lot about the expectations that have been put on him from the moment he got here at running back the changes between multiple positions that guy's been coached by more assistant coaches here than any player in buckeye history yep. um and and what i took out of it where i asked him straight up i said he's one of the more polarizing players to the ohio state fan base there's a segment that loves everything he does and Maybe a segment well. and a segment that hates everything he does <laughs> I said, well, what is it that people don't get about you? And he just simply said, you're never going to get me down. I'm going to keep trying. And I don't know that that's always true um, because there's certainly times well, when you feel like giving up. But if you don't, if you feel like it and you don't, then I guess you are still trying. And kudos to DeMario for the, for the adjustment, the attitude, the maturity. He looked like a guy today who, whether or not he helps between the white lines, finally has a role where he can really help this football team. And I think that's by being a guy that understands what the brotherhood that they always talk about at Ohio State is really about. I still, as we stand here right now through three days of training camp, and it's a lot easier when there's no pads on, he hasn't had to tackle anybody. It's great. Like he's a veteran guy. He's going to look really good physically. I'm not trying to you know, argue or downplay any excitement about what that is, but it's still hard to, he's competing against guys who are lifelong four and five star cornerbacks safeties nickel whatever i mean yeah he, he's gonna leapfrog someone like cameron martinez or lathan ransom or marcus swimson I, I i guess i'm still just skeptical of that part but i also can't deny the way that they're talking about it right now and, and what stood out about him even in high school though where he has a shot you know was his quicks i mean the ability to move his feet and things which you know i think i, I just remember back when john cooper tried to talk butler benote into moving from running back by the way, I always used to try to get Bonotes in there so I could use three apostrophes. But uh, Butler Bonote to switch from running back to corner or defensive back, and he never did it. And he wished he did later on in life when he went to the NFL and stuff. Sure. But, uh, so, you know, DeMario may be a project that keeps going on down the road. But like you're saying, when you look at the other guys involved in this rush to play at cornerback, you know, it's kind of hard to see him jumping to the front of that line. Let me put it that way. Yeah. He's obviously not going to start or play. I can't see him playing outside cornerback. I could see him maybe in the slot, but that's taking playing time away from potentially like a Lathan Ransom who showed he can play slot corner or safety. It's taking playing time away from Cameron Martinez who is proving all the time that he's talented enough to be on the field early on. It's taking playing time away from a lot of these guys who, if the talent's equal, should play the younger guy. And so I too am skeptical even with what we've heard, yeah. I find myself a bit skeptical. If I'm wrong, I'll have I'll happily be wrong. Good for Demario. I just I can't really find myself seeing him playing in the defense based on the talent younger than him and almost equal to him in the so, secondary. Somebody out there, it might have been you asked uh, uh, asked Kerry Combs a question about about the, that ilk, you know, that the the, the uh, slight corner, the yeah. whatever you want to call it, and uh, wrote out names and and he said Cam Martinez. Yeah. He brought Cam Martinez up. You know, 
I mean, yeah, well, they're, but we'll you just pick up on little things where guys are coming along. We'll, we'll, we'll hand the microphone to Berm in a second so we can talk about Cameron yeah. Martinez. I just, I just think it's important to be, to be fair to DeMario McCall. <laughs> to be in, fair. In this situation, as, as critical as I've been and the, the not quitting thing, I, I think that's, uh, you know, a much sign of maturity. Yes. That hasn't always been true uh, for his career. If that's, you know, I wasn't over there for all that part of that discussion, but it's neither here nor there. I think, to give him credit for embracing a move and trying to help Ohio State, he could have. There was any point in his career that he could have gone to a Mac school and been one of their most explosive athletes ever. Um, that wasn't happening for him here. There were there were reasons for that, but um, to accept this part and that challenge, which is not easy, even if you're moving at the start of your career, uh, you know that transition would have been difficult for them. So, yeah, kudos to him on that front. Demario but, said, if he would have done this three years ago. It'd be a light year difference. I don't think his expectations are that he's going to come in and start. But Kerry Combs also said that his idea is to play three, four, five, six, seven corners if he can. So the uh, he said it over, fresh and fast, fresh and fast. And maybe that means Marcus Williams and Cam Martinez, Demario McCall can all rotate into that that slot corner spot if you don't have Josh uh, Proctor and Lathan Ransom out there together. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, the kid obviously has a long way to go. But for me, like I said, you just want to see people grow up, and, and you saw that today out of Demario McCall. And if that means two drives against Tulsa and three drives against Akron, just so the next week Ryan Watts and Legend Cavazos and, and some of those veterans are, are a little more fresh, so be it. He's still contributing and helping the team in a way we probably didn't see it. Nothing on Cameron Martinez? Hey, uh, listen, Cam Martinez is an incredible athlete and a special, special player. and he's He gonna, looks he, a lot he, bit different physically. He's going to contribute out here in one way or another. I still think he should be the team's punt returner. I, I Watch, watch the highlight tape. Nine straight minutes of touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, the, the most. We know of, you've watched but, the highlights. But most but. of them, most of them are on on return. <laughs> the special teams. The kids. The kids really special. But the best thing about Cam and a lot of these young kids out here for Ohio State is that missed last year's opportunity. Really. Yeah. Was that they now have a, an opportunity to put everything on display in front of Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes and. It's about who wants it the most, who loves it, who's out here grinding extra, who's out here in the woody when when practice is over, coming back and getting extra work and. For the young guys we talked to today, the, the Ryan Watts and the Legend Cavazos, those are the players that have to do that. They have to take that step, and Cam Martinez is one. Yeah, and you didn't get those assessment practices like you'd like to have had them last year, like yeah. we talked about earlier. And then, yeah, these are, you know, I, I keep, you know, I, I, I'll reiterate this every time I'm doing things like this is what stands out about Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson, but it really Ohio State the last few years is you forget about some of these guys when the new guys are coming in and the stars are leaving. They've got this embedded cadre of players who have just been waiting their turn, Mm -hmm. maybe just to get the coach's eye. And that's what sets this kind of program apart because like uh, Kerry Kerry Combs, now he gushes a lot, but he really thinks he's got some talent, you know? And uh, that's what you like about Kerry. And, uh, but he also shoots it straight in a gushing way. I I don't think he (laughs) I think he, is more surprised about what he's got out of Demario McCall, and that's why the, where yeah. the gushing comes. Oh, I know from. we were still talking about. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm just to your point. He's. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've heard him be critical of, you know, development of first round guys, yes. and, and say they're not ready yet. And he, and generally, there's good reason for that. Let's get away from the corners then, and and bring it home on the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Spencer, what's something that didn't happen in the secondary that caught your eye on Friday morning? I think we. I think we mentioned him two days ago, but I'm going to bring him up again. Josh Fryer looks different. I mean, I, I Berm wanted to go take some pictures of defensive linemen. I stood near the offensive lineman and I just watched. And I was, I'm going to pick a couple different guys just, just to see. Harry Miller, 
looks a little different than he did last year. I have a lot of confidence right now that Harry Miller is going to be a difference maker for that offensive line. And if you put Josh Fryer beside him, I, I truly believe he can also move people at guard and really help this inside run game. And I think I, I just I keep seeing his name brought up. I keep thinking about what this offensive line could look like. And a lot of, the more I think about it, I think Josh Fryer is part of that. And it, it just keeps coming back to me. Josh Fryer really looks like a difference maker. All credit to Berm for, for uh, you know, I, was so his guy. Right now I got the Josh Fryer checkmark. I got the Mayan Williams checkmark. I got the Cam Martinez checkmark. Any other checkmarks this guy needs? Are we doing a second city I, skit now? I didn't know that we were in Chicago. Hey, yeah. forget about it. Wait a second. Look for me. I mean, a little bit premature still on the hey, Cam Martinez. Hey, hey you forget about it. You bring it up after practice. That's two and a half. The guy I like that keeps standing out to me Every time I've gotten to watch anything is Trevion Henderson and the little bitty things that he does that some of the guys don't do that set him apart. And I, I am really curious to watch how Tony Alford handles that room. I think you might be too, because I think there's different kinds of talent there. And like I told him as he walked off the field, I think one remedy that could be just running the wishbone. He started laughing, of course. They're not running the wishbone. Yeah. But I think you agree, right? This It's a – well, different group of, I mean, everybody's different in that room, but they all bring something. Like you yeah. wrote about, about uh, Master T. And and look, I mean, Master T, from, from, from whatever whatever limitations that we talked about before with him and, and how it relates to Mayan Williams, he is an absolute dynamo at the goal line or in a short-guarded situation. And he's a there's, physical freak. There's value to that. And, I, and somehow his biceps got like five inches bigger in this offseason. They were already huge. The guy is strong. The guy is a tremendous leader. He's got great work ethic. Work yeah. ethic and you are not going to tackle him at the goal line. Yeah. So I, I think it's more. And he's the fastest guy in the team straight line speed. Between the 20s, it, it, does he offer you enough as that complete back compared to uh, a healthy Marcus Crowley, who right over there in a mini field session, got to the edge, turned it upfield, darted between a couple guys, healthy again. Yeah. Ryan Williams still, you know, getting that first touch of a, of a practice. Clearly, Ohio State likes what's going on right there. And then Travion Henderson, where you know that that light is coming on probably in a hurry for him. In an era where you don't where you don't get to practice tackling very much at all for yeah. all kinds of reasons, uh, like you just said, Master Teague the third with the helmet, the shoulder pads, the elbows, the ball, and the knees coming at you has got to be quite the sight for a defender no matter who you are. Yeah, and, and look, that's not a slight. The guy could score 15 touchdowns as a – as a specialist inside the 20. There's Correct. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with I that. I had Lendo White on my fantasy football team like 10 years ago, and it was awesome. Yeah. If you, he had like 14 yards and 13 touchdowns. If you're looking for uh, Pete Johnson. a sleeper to add to your college football flex roster, then you could do a lot worse than Master Teague. Um, the other part, Berm, that stood out to me was just you have to watch the quarterbacks and you have to always give thoughts on that. Kyle McCord has a ridiculously strong arm. He's got the strongest arm on this team. I, uh, I think you know, maybe I saw the throw, red undersleeve. Saw him throw you know, the deep ball in the spring game. And like, okay, well, that's that's maybe a little bit more advanced. I remember how long it took Joe Burrow to get to that point. He didn't have that when he was a true freshman, obviously. But to me, I, I just saw some of the shorter and intermediate throws that were just on a line. That's, you know, if you've got that, and put it on the money consistently with that arm strength. That's that's important. I, I, I don't know what it means in terms of the battle. C.J. Stroud is still going to most likely be the starter uh, in my mind, uh, in a lot of people's minds, but Look at, look everyone, at the future. Yeah. Kyle McCord is doing good things. Everyone has a niche. I mean, that's that's sort of the thing, right? Everyone brings something different to the table, like at running back, like at wide receiver, like at tight end. It's about finding the guy that fits 
what they have to do with the whole offense. Who's going to be the most consistent taking care of the football? That's the one area where Kyle, because of that arm and the arm strength and the arm talent he has, I think is willing to take chances that other kids in the quarterback room may not be willing to. And that does not play well with uh, Ryan Day. Like turnovers don't work. So you're going to see that sort of maybe be reined in a little bit. But as I said, Kyle McCord can win this job. I think C.J. Stroud will be the starting quarterback eventually. I think Kyle McCord, out of him and Jack Miller, has the best chance to usurp uh, C.J. Stroud because of that arm. Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud are more the same type of player than Kyle McCord is. And so I think if you if you make a decision to go away from Stroud, I think you go to the guy that has the vertical threat because the receivers are so darn good. The great, that's what I was say. The great thing about watching the quarterbacks is you get to watch the receivers. Yeah. <laughs> and Garrett Wilson, oh, my goodness. But then, you know, Chris Olave today a couple of times. But Emike Buka, he's a big dude. Who wrote about that? One of you guys, I can't remember, wrote about just how big he is. Uh, and it, it just jumps out at you. And Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you forget about Julian Fleming. Don't forget about Julian Fleming. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Jackson Smith and Jimbo. Or, or Jaden Ballard. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's – yeah, I, I just continually walk away from here amazed at the talent they put together, especially, of course, at quarterback, but at the wide receiver spots and on the offensive line. This is – this is the best of times from a depth standpoint that I've ever seen at Ohio State in those two categories. I told someone when we got here today, this is the most talented roster Ohio State's ever had, one through 85, in my life, as far as just straight up roster talent. That doesn't mean it's going to be better than the 2015 team or what that team did in the NFL or the drafts or how they, those played out. But if you just look top to bottom, this roster is absolutely loaded. And then to bring it entirely full circle, I asked Ryan Watts today, I said, when you get here and you start going against those receivers, do you have to reset your expectations on how to play cornerback and what's successful at cornerback. He said, yeah, because you get burnt a few times by how talented those receivers are. And then every time you come back on the practice field, you have to completely set your expectations to they're going to get me some. And I, and I think with yeah. the, with the talent level that's in the cornerback room to be able to admit that these wide receivers are going to get them quite often. I, I think that tells you what the talent level is on this roster on the outside, both at corner and at receiver. Chris Olave could get open at rush hour in the middle of Manhattan. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the kind of player he is. He has that ability. But I'm telling you, he just brought him up. I think Ryan Watts may be one of those sleeper dudes that comes along because he made a couple plays out here today. I just watched him in drills and stuff. I just go, man, the ability clearly is there. That's what I'm talking about, about this team, the depth we're talking about. I keep bringing it up too. No, there's no Orlando pace out there. There's a guy wearing 75. But they may have the two best tackle tandem they've ever had. I mean, for as a two. I mean, I mean well, I mean, they did have Corey Stringer and Orlando Pace at the same time. That would, would turned out okay. Well, same class though. One, I mean, for, yeah, yeah. For one year, if uh, Corey Stringer had stayed for his uh, senior year, Orlando Pace and Corey Stringer would have been blocking for Eddie George. He'd have rushed for three thousand yards, and we'd be still still be saying J.K. Who? Jaku. <laughs> I don't know if I would be. In summation, yeah, yeah, uh, Ohio State is a joke. Really Ohio good. State is really good at football. Uh, we're going to keep talking about them all month. Be back here uh, for more training camp coverage on Monday. Uh, more practice reports are always brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer, Tim, Berm. I'm Austin. Full coverage at Letterman Row all year, uh, every day, every hour. Ohio State coverage coming to you uh, right there. Check us out on our YouTube channel as well. We'll see you here on Monday for the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 